the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Let's start with a little local Democrat stupidity, corruption, incompetence, and lying. And then we'll go national. What do you say? We bring it down to a little hometown. I'm feeling melancholy today, and I'll tell you why. You know, I, I, as most of you know, I have a business that I started in Florida seven years ago. It was, it was a nightmare argument with the, my wife, the family. Everyone thinks, oh, it's so great. You want very difficult to make that decision. I made it of, of a conscious decision to, to recognize the trajectory of Illinois. And in my business, when you are, in, there are all kinds of real estate brokers. There are great ones, there are good ones, there are mediocre, and then there are rotten liar frauds. They normally do very well. And um, I never was that. I always took pride in being what's called a fiduciary. And when you're a fiduciary, you have to give advice that is the best for each and every client. And I was seeing a pattern, whether it was a young person or a very wealthy old person, the pattern was very clear. And that was, if you buy Illinois real estate, you're buying a bankruptcy. You're buying a problem. So I always gave the same advice I did to kids who were looking to buy their first condo and guys who were looking to buy an industrial park. And that advice was, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And when you factor in just the stats, the, the reality, homes are selling for 20-year-ago prices without the inflation of 50%, which is what it is in 20 years. 50% inflation is breaking even. So I was very proud of the fact I, 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 I dealt with the heat, took the heat. Nobody's wife or spouse or family wants to see him move, and nobody wants to do that move. You leave your friends and your family. It's very difficult, but... As I drove around today, because I'm I, at the end of this month, if you're a real estate broker, you have to have what's called continuing ed. I decided to forfeit it. So for the first time since, I think I got my license in the 80s. First time since the 80s, I'm not going to be an Illinois broker anymore. And that is directly because of the corruption, incompetence, and failure of politicians. This didn't just happen like a lightning strike in a forest. This is over decades of corruption, wrong direction, and doubling down on stupid by citizens. We call them Democrats, which is why I have nothing but contempt for them. If in the year 2021, in a state like Illinois, in a city like Chicago, in counties like Cook and DuPage, if you're a Democrat, you're the problem. You human anchor are the problem. And you keep voting for these idiots. And they keep coming up with excuses. But my favorite is not just an excuse. 
it is a bald face lie. Now, it's often rare you get one from a five foot two, 430 pound beanbag, but you get one today. Look, unfortunately, this has been happening for more than a decade that we've had um, out migration from the state. Uh, when I took office, this, you know, this unfortunately had continued. Uh, and we I... when he took office, the problem wasn't nearly as bad as it is now. It was bad under Pat Quinn, under Bruce Rounier, who I agree with on nothing or well, I shouldn't say nothing on 90 percent of Bruce Rounier's policies. I thought he was wrong and soft. But what he did is he did have a little breath where businesses didn't feel the immediate move to get out. But I felt that the problem was too far gone. And then I watched him get primaried and uh, he won the primary and I made the decision time to go because it was obvious. So, so to a certain extent, this pork chop is is grabbing just a, a, a bit of the problem. But what he's not telling you is it's because of his party. The one that he contributed to. You remember when he tried to buy Barack Obama's seat? When he tried to buy it from Blagojevich? You know, that the voters are either too stupid or too corrupt to to remember? Looked very closely at the numbers of people, who they are, where they come from, why they're leaving. And what you see when you look at the out-migration is actually the largest portion of the population that was moving out were young people who were choosing to go to college out liar liar they are people of all ages and if your demographics if you frauded the numbers enough if they're young it's because they understood under this system of governance they have no future because that's what democrats do they steal the future they're robbers They rob the opportunity. They rob the hope for acquiring, for achieving. I mean, the only person who's young and is happy with this is a welfare recipient of one form or the other. It can be corporate welfare as well. If you've got one of these phony baloney contracts with this corrupt mafia-run state, you're loving it. All you got to do is just sit back and give a contribution, and you can put some cones on a road. Nobody has to show up. Out of state, because they couldn't afford to go to college in Illinois. We weren't making it affordable enough. Uh, With all the effort, by the way, with MAP grants and and Aim High, it wasn't yet enough. Uh, So So in other words, with all of the giveaways, this this is welfare itself. If you're getting a giveaway and someone else is paying for it, you, my friend, are on the cheese. That's how it works. So he figured he could lure some here with cheese. And what he's admitting is there isn't enough giveaway money to keep even young people. People were being offered, some of our best students were being offered full scholarships to places like University of Alabama or University of Iowa, other places. Uh, So I immediately set out to address that with the General Assembly, and we did. Uh, We increased significantly the amount of MAP grants that are available to people, uh, making sure that uh, community college uh, students were able to get more MAP grants than they had before, and making sure our our merit-based scholarships aim high were increased. Or maybe the reason they're moving out is the same reason your wife and your kids move out. Because it sucks. And the leadership in this state sucks. And the trajectory of this state is in the dirt. Maybe that's why your dainty and demure wife took her kid, rightfully so. It was a good move. I I recommend it for everybody. And got the hell out of here. Now, granted, she probably had some inside track of how you were going to shut down everything. And she took off, what, about three weeks before and remained in Florida during the COVID break. Smart. Smart move.
It's a shame that the vast majority of your constituents couldn't afford to do so because they should have. And any kid that are your kids' ages, like my kids, our kids are the same age. Me and Chubby have the same kids are the same age. Get them out. Get them out. I recommend it for my kids. I recommend it for this son of a gun's kids. I recommend it for all your kids. Get out because it's only going to get worse. And when you have to lure people with welfare, that's how everyone knows it's worse. So collectively, that has helped. Unfortunately, as you know, just when that was starting to take effect, COVID hit. Oh, he's a victim of himself again. For many students, it was difficult for them to go. This must be what he says to himself about about the mirror and how he looks at himself. I was just going to go on a diet, and then a key lime pie appeared. I couldn't believe it. I had to eat it. Same thing. To college for their first year, for their first semester last fall. Um, Either because the colleges had said, stay home, we'll do remote, uh, or because they themselves said, it's not safe for me to go. Uh, Not once addressing the fact that gas in the state you rule over, like a chubby little Napoleon, It is 60 cents a gallon more than the one your wife and daughter live in when you're in charge. 60 cents a gallon. That's just one problem. Not to mention the property taxes due to both the skullduggery of teachers unions and the corruption of your party. Or the constant, constant flatlining of equity for 20 years home prices. Now somebody's going to call and say, oh, Elmhurst is booming. Look at the prices 20 years ago. And if there's a blip in some flight to quality neighborhoods, it's because people are fleeing the other ghetto called the city of Chicago and they're buying up where they think it's a little bit safer. It's a little bit safer. And I'm going to tell you why it's safer. I couldn't believe when I stumbled on this charges in shooting dropped after victims to refuse to cooperate. Prosecutor says Crown Point, a man accused of shooting a woman in March 2020 in Gary because he felt disrespected. And later leading police on a police chase in a separate incident. Oh, this is a twofer. Uh, It turns out in a plea deal, uh, the charges of the shooting were dropped. You know, maybe instead of gun control, we need some justice control. Because how does a guy shoot at a woman? And shoot, it's actually a woman and a guy in a car. Right in Gary. And, uh... What's his name here? Piccoline was accused of following the couple to a parking lot in Oak Knoll Apartments at the 4300 block of West 23rd Court on March 30th, 2020, and opening fire on them as they sat in a car because he felt disrespected by one of the victims. Charges linked to the shooting were dismissed as part of Piccoline's plea deal for the fleeing police. That seems right. Forget about that shooting in the car. We're going to let that go. Maybe that's another reason people are moving out. Maybe because they understand the judicial system has been bastardized and corrupted. Once again, ruled over by Democrats. So the real reason they're moving out is because of you. They're moving out because of you. Uh, But we're starting to see some relief and alleviation of that. And I want to point out that at least for four-year colleges, uh, we held relatively stable the number of kids who were uh, going to four-year colleges. So think about that. He gave away more free cheese. To keep kids here. More free tuition. And he could only keep it at stable? You couldn't increase it? In the state of Illinois, that hasn't happened. You know, for years before I became governor, the numbers were going down. So just getting to stable is pretty good. I'd like to see it going up. That's what we There it is. The bar of low expectations. It's not that terrible. I'm stable. I got a job following fat people around with a tuba. We're not talking about it. 
the rest of his family migrating to Florida. However, it's the smart move. So have the respect for yourself that JB's spouse has for herself and their kids. That's the moral of the story. And it, it, it's, it's a terrible thing to lose a congressional seat. I, I think people are laughing this off because what they know is that the mafia we call the Democrat Party here in, in Illinois, they're just going to whack a Republican district. See, because they're in charge of the map. Another great move. So they're just going to whack a Republican congressman, and they're going to get stronger by sheer numbers. They'll keep the ones that get along with them, like the Adam Kinzingers. Don't worry, Adam, you're safe in your phony jumpsuit with absolutely no principles. you got a long career as an Illinois Republican because they love losing in style. Just keep parting your hair to the side by the Brooks Brothers. You'll be here for a long time like the rest of these frauds that allowed this party to become a crime family in a once great state that your only option, unfortunately, is to flee. I want to know what you're going to do. Are you going to stay or are you going to take uh, Mrs. Pritzker's advice and get the hell out of Dodge? 312-642-5600. Get out. Carry on my- Nice pull, kid. There'll be peace when you yeah. are done. Lay your weary Seen a couple of guys named Rocco, Tony, and Joe. I feel like I'm working out in the garage. Right? Love it. This was big in the 80s. 70s, too. All right. This is a very good point. Let me get my little mouse here. Very good point by Tom in Deer Park. Hi, Tom. Sean, hi. hi. Um, on this issue of what you're talking about, I agree totally. I know that you're a realtor pro. You've been around myself. I live here. I read cranes. I'm up to speed. I have friends that are realtors. I have friends that do spec. And there's two different things going on. I honestly don't understand. I can't get an answer. I can help you. Everything you said is true. But yet, homes in Chicago, we condos downtown, condos on the west side, houses in Portage Park, houses in Deer Park. Mm -hmm. It's It's a seller's market. And so... Honestly, what the heck is going on? So the inventory is low, is the, is your broader point. And inventory is low, there can be a couple of reasons for this. And the good reason is because, like, like in Florida where I am, the inventory is extremely low. And the reason is people don't want to leave. That's why the inventory is low. But here's the difference. And I'll just give you the stat where my office is. In Naples, Florida, 80% of all real estate, 80% is non-leveraged. So it's cash-owned. In Illinois... It's the exact opposite. So when you have leverage, if you don't maintain the certain income, you cannot refi. And in some cases, you can't afford to sell because your debt is greater than even the inflated price because you've used your house or your real estate as a register. You keep just refining and refining and refining, keep it up and up and up. Well, at a certain point, you can't get out. Because not many people want to bring a check to close. So just because there's not inventory, there isn't one answer as to why there's not inventory. So if you can, my, my advice to you, if you have a house in Chicago in particular, you have an investment in the city of Chicago, get out. You know that. You're, you're a market guy. You know that there's no, you know that as crime statistics go up, as, as people leave this, the city and state, if there's an inflated price, it's an illusion. Take it and run. What do you think of that? I cannot disagree with a single thought or word you just said. That's a first with that, for you, wow. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. this issue, brother. But you go downtown, you get off at Ogden, and you can't see the sun because it's being blocked with cranes. And, you yeah. know, they're going 20, 30, 40 up in the and air. And those are, those are developers that are getting sweetheart loans, and in some cases they're getting 30% grants. So these are oh, subsidized, subsidized developments. Here's the other scary thing. Those are apartments. Those aren't condos. 
Now, what does that tell you? They're going to turn that city into a Section 8 city. Trust me when I'm telling you this, because that's their voting base. I appreciate it, Tom. That's, I mean, that's just the way it is. When you're developing rentals, that's not necessarily a good thing. What, in essence, you're saying is that the people who will be living there are renters. So when you look at the value of rental property and the, and, and the value of condominiums in brand new developments, which one do you want to live in? I mean, it's, I think these are simple answers, but you know, these are opinions that I have. And I'm sure there's other people out there that have wrong opinions. And Chicago's just like it always was. In fact, it's great. You have absolute freedom. There's a big rise in the, in the, in the economy coming in Chicago. Sure there is. I'll fade that all day long and twice on Tuesday. Robert Roselle. Hello. Hi, Robert. Yeah, how you doing? You probably don't like what I got to say. All right. Well, that's and I'm independent. All right. I uh, voted for the president twice only. Nobody else. I live in Illinois. All right. I live in Schaumburg. All right. I, I just got divorced. Yeah. I'm starting to understand I, why. I re, I re, Go ahead. I refined. Well, you <laughs> no, know. I'm kidding. I'm, Go, ahead. I'm, Go ahead. I'm, I'm kidding. 70, I'm 70 years old. 70. Man. Wow. And you know what? I like, I like to do certain things. That you did when you was younger, and you're legal. Anyway, I'm out here in Schaumburg, and I'm listening to all this shit oh, every day. Dump button. All right. You can't swear, brother. Go ahead. Can't swear, Robert. I was curious to know. Yeah, all right. Let's go on to the next one. Steve on the south side. Hi, Steve. Hey, Sean. How are you? How are you? Wonderful. Hey, so I'm batting 500. One of my two has actually left the state never to return, and I couldn't be happier. Um, You know, Illinois in general is the next Detroit. Last stat I heard in Chicago, four out of five people make their living off of state or government work, and it's like that's unsustainable. Yeah, it it is unsustainable. And And the other thing that's an issue, and the reason that I read you that crime statistic, is when you have crime like this, when you have, you know, 1,600 shootings in a city, they, the idea that this is not going to affect property values is a is a delusion. It's a lie. It's a fraud. So you've got a couple of bad things on the horizon. And and once your 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 equity in your house starts to be eroded by by the values, it can't keep up with inflation. Forget about what it's costing you to maintain and the taxes on it. You are losing fifty and sixty percent if it just can't keep up with inflation after twenty years. So it, it just from a from a standpoint of an investment, what the hell are you doing? You know, so that's that's the Even main thing. Even if you thing. own your house, you're, you're a renter. Exactly. Even if you own your house, you're a renter with the property taxes and the assessments yeah. and the, all the gas taxes and food taxes. You're just renting. And you for really the governor to come out, Steve, thank you for the call. For the governor to come out and, and absolutely lie. And basically say to you, we're going to keep on trucking on this path that has destroyed your home equity, that has destroyed the future of Illinois, that has made so many citizens leave. We are literally losing Congress people. It's an illusion. It's the kids. It's the kids. And if you believe that, one of two things, you're in on the scam or you're too stupid to see it. It's really quite that simple. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, I got another thing I want to disagree with you on. The first one was. We should give up voting. I believe we should still vote. All right. But, I don't remember uh, saying that today, but I have said it. Go ahead. Next. Well, I, mean, it was I like it. You hold a grudge. No, the Keep Georgia, going. The Georgia runoff, whatever that yeah, was. Go ahead. Um, okay. So moving out of the state isn't the only solution. Here are uh-huh. some solutions. Uh-huh. Security camera installations, security doors and windows, building board ups. 
vacant lot maintenance, security guard dog training, security Uh guard dog breeding, installation of catalytic converter security cages, vacant lot maintenance. I mean, look at the yeah. list goes on. David, you're right. You could, you could, you could turn this into East Berlin, and let's just call it what it is. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. There's your alternatives. Welcome to Ukraine. Losers! Loser! 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 If you're not going to fix the problem, then you're going to keep. <laughs> the solution is going to be the same answer. You got to leave. And I say that with great sorrow. This, I, I, this was a great state. Do you realize what politicians did to this state? This state produced at one time, I think we have the largest nuclear plants of any state in the Midwest, perhaps even the country. We were an oil producing state, we're rich in coal. Logistically, there's none better, none better. Financial institutions, we had the best ones. Board of Trade, Mercantile Exchange, hub of uh, the New York Stock, or I mean, um, the Midwest Stock Exchange, the the options. We were a hub of of everything from finance to, to construction, real construction, not the subsidized kind. This was where neighborhoods were growing and families were thriving. And just in about 35 years, maybe 40, you ruined it. You crushed it. And instead of reexamining what 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 policies led to this, you come on TV with a tie stuffed in a crease and you lie to everybody. You lie to everybody. And in the meantime, these Marxists, they're going to double down. They're not going to have solutions. And um, unless you want that, unless you want that communist barbed wire around your house. I mean, the idea that we've got criminals that are involved in shootings, they drop charges. You see what's going on with the prosecution of crime. I was just looking in just Chicago this year alone, a thousand seven people shot. That's just Chicago factor in all the surrounding neighborhoods. Can you imagine what the total shooting is in Illinois? You're going to have to imagine because you can't get a stat. You think the news would lead with that. Maybe the reason we lost the congressional seat is because we had sixteen hundred people shot this year. I mean, I I don't know if that's the number. I'm guessing when you factor in these other neighborhoods. It's astonishing to me. But I do know why businesses leave, and so does uh, Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Sean. Hey, a couple of things I want to say. One is that I love your show, and I've been listening to you since you were back in um, calling in to Dan's show and that other guy who we cannot name anymore. Oh, no, I don't think you we, and Berlant- I think we can name. We can. Well, name. You're talking about Bruce Wolf. I love Bruce Wolf. It's my guy. No, 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 no. Oh, you're no, talking no, about you you're talking about the, the Irish Gypsy. Yeah, moron. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So, Go ahead. And then, secondly, um, you and Verlon. love you and Verlon. Secondly, I love my pillow. Great, great, great. Okay, my point of my call is that I work for a um, company in Glenview. $2 billion corporation worldwide, you know. Um, they've been there since 1971, and we were just told two months ago they're moving their um, corporate headquarters to Tampa. You have to. You have to. Yeah. I mean, if, oh, you, if, you, if, you want, if you have aspirations, well, good for you. I'm glad you're going. But if you have aspirations ah. to have a quality of life, you can live in a state that's ruled by liars and frauds who refuse to recognize that the problem is their policies. And instead, they would they feel more comfortable coming on and literally lying. And the reporters who are supposed to kind of seek out the truth, just not. And you go to different states. And unfortunately, that is the future.
Future of this country, when you sit back and look at the balkanization that's happening, I don't even want to live among the Democrats anymore. I don't want to live near them. I don't want them on my block. I don't want them in my house. I was just driving in the studio, and there was a guy. He was a troll of a human being, and he had a, he had a hybrid, and it said Bernie, Bernie in, uh, in 2020. Then it had an X out. Uh, Biden, billionaires should not exist in the other. Billionaires should not exist. As if the, the, the person who was successful somehow kept this troll of a human being down. So you've got that mentality in this state. These are the people that love it when companies like yours pay more taxes, get extorted when they raise the the taxes on the kid in the room who may be the next guy to invent Google. I hope he is because I love him. But do I want to see him pay pay more taxes because he makes more than me? I mean, so it's a mindset. It's a philosophy of the state you live in. And when the politician, the head politician comes out and says, I'm going to lie to you now rather than tell you the truth and you're going to accept it. And my solution is we're going to give more more college grants to kids. I mean, it, it, unless you're in on this, you got it. You got to You got to realize you're the target. J.B. Pritzker has identified the problem and it's people who are not his constituents, who are not Democrats. If you're not a, if, if you're not a Democrat, this is where it's going. And by the way, this is the national philosophy. Now, you just exported this kind of mentality. Where rather than examine what the policies are, just lie. And that does explain why the most proficient 80-year-old feeble dimwit in diapers is, I guess, the president of the country. It explains it. Because the Democrats have no standards. And you heard him. The best he can do, I, I just wanted to maintain even. So I, I gave away, what, 30% more grants, 40%. He never put a number on it. But I'm guessing it's a little more than, than, than 5%. Bill in LaSalle. Hi, Bill. Hi, Sean. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, I have a board game from the 70s from Parker Brothers that was called Landslide. It actually is an exercise in the presidential election. And if I remember right, Illinois in the 70s had 26 congressional seats. (laughs) So we've been losing representation dramatically since the 70s. And do you know what's astonishing to me is that the Illinois Republicans somehow, somehow allowed a system in place where the, what's going to happen, the result of us losing the seat, is there's only what? I don't even know how many Republican congre- uh, congressmen we have. I, I, I know at one I time there's five. I think it's three think now, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's three, three. And one of them is mine, who's a rhino, you know? So they're going to get right. And they're going to get rid of the one who's the least, who's the most offensive to their philosophy. So whoever the most conservative is or the most fiscally sound, that's the Republican. That's the congressman that's going to be gone. And they'll just add another Democrat apparatchik, another loyal commissar member, because this is this is what they do. And, it, you know, if you step back and look at it from a strategic point, man, oh, man, it only took them, what, 40 years to completely destroy a state. And that's why the mafia is insatiable. They weren't just happy with Chicago. They had to take that and export it. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, I've never met a J.B. Pritzker voter. I don't know what one looks like, but I'm guessing it's one of two things. It's either somebody who just wants to stay home and get checks for nothing, or somebody who has a massive business and wants to get contracts and do nothing. That, that's to me, is what a, a J.B. Pritzker voter is. Thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate it. And there's other consequences when you have these kind of Democrats and these Marxists in position. And you know what it is? You're going to start to go on lists. 
thing it does is it uh, requires that all immunizations are entered into an Illinois immunization data registry called iCare. Right now, only children's immunizations are. This will help uh, provide and be able to track immunizations across the state. And then the second part of the bill uh, increases the uh, vaccine for children's reimbursement to uh, um, pediatricians to 70% of the Medicare rate. Right now, they are only paid $6.40, and, uh, 40 and um, uh, the average amount that, that physicians are paid for these vaccines is $30 to $60. This will increase it to $16. So the Illinois Immunization Registry expands to more than children. It now is going to be COVID. So you're going to go on a registry if you had your name, if you went and got the vaccination. And if you do that, guess what? You can go outside without a mask on. Today is another day we can take a step back to the normalcy of before. Over the past year, we have spent a lot of time telling Americans what they cannot do. Right there, I have a problem. Telling Americans what they cannot do. Then it's not America anymore. If you're telling Americans what they cannot do in behavior, then it's not America anymore. But this somehow gets past people, right? Because after all, the only way you can have rights is by taking them away from somebody else. The only way you can have this utopia is if you tell people what to do. And then we're all going to be like Illinois. What they should not do. Today, I'm going to tell you some of the things you can do if you are fully vaccinated. First of all, I'm a, are you talking to me? I'm an adult. I'm a citizen of a free country. You don't tell me what I can do. You don't tell me if I can go outside, if I can go see a family. You don't get to do that. What the hell is going on? If you are fully vaccinated and want to attend a small outdoor gathering with people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated or dine at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households, the science shows if you are vaccinated, you can do so safely unmasked. Generally, for vaccinated people, outdoor activities without a mask are safe. However, we continue to recommend masking in crowded outdoor settings. 16 states gave this lady and the CDC and the Marxist Democrats the finger. 16. Luckily, I spent the majority of this COVID year in one because I don't have a year to give up to these idiots. Do you? Because this is just a taste. If they can give it, they can take it away. In my America, they never had the power to take it away in the first place. And they still don't. And their words mean nothing to me. Nothing. 312-642-5600. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. The idea of you being in charge of your lives and your opinion is now passe in America. You don't get the right to your opinion. Somebody can't convince you to put a mask on. You don't have the freedom to not wear it. I have another article. A federal judge decides not to jail bullhorn lady after reading her apology for wearing a mask and made of mesh. So a judge was going to put her in prison and another judge was going to let the guy who shot into a car because he felt disrespected go. Yeah, we got law. We got the rule of law. It's blindfolded. It's the rule of law right here in America. Whose law? Whoever's in charge. Rusty Rosemont. 
of your enthusiasm as always. Thank you. And this mask thing is crazy. They keep moving the goalposts. If I've been vaccinated, why do I have to wear a mask? So I'm asking you, what do you do when you go walk into a retail establishment or somewhere and says, you got to have a mask on? None what do you, you do? I leave. What I do is I leave. What I do, like but here, everybody's got I, I, it doesn't matter. There are here. I, I there's a there's a grocery store in in. Uh, I can only refer to this because this is where I live. There's a grocery store in Naples called Seed to Table. It has a sign on the door. If you're wearing a mask, don't come in. Nobody in there wears Love a mask. It. So this is the thing. Just tell me what the rules are, right? And let me decide. See, I only like giving my money to people who think like me. I don't want to give my money to Marxists. And and on that note. As a business owner, I don't want your money. If you're a Marxist, get out of my store. I don't want you within a thousand yards of me. Stay away. I think that's the way it has to come. Because the idea that we're pretending these masks do anything, first of all, it is the, the, the germ is 3,000 times smaller than those masks were designed to stop. Those masks are feel good for morons. They mean nothing. Nothing. It's just a bunch of cowards with butter soft hands who want to pretend to be a man and pretend to be a part of society by enforcing the government dictate made up by pseudoscience. Fauci never practiced medicine. He's a moron. I wouldn't let him near my dog's derriere, let alone he's taken over the country. It's preposterous. And you see how how afraid society is. It's just a joke. And you know what? Life is for the living. You want to live, then go out of your house and do it. You don't? Fine. I know. I got a thousand relatives. They don't want to work. They're bums. I got nephews and nieces. Stay in the house by your mother and wait for time to go by. Let Get out of the way for the rest of us. That's how I think it should be. Thank you, Rusty. I appreciate it. Glad you went on that little tangent. Let's go to Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hi. Uh, hey, you know, the thing I don't understand, I, I always understood the reason for a vaccine is so that you don't come down with the disease. If you don't come down with the disease, I've been told you you will not shed virus. And if you're not shedding virus, why do you need a mask? I, I haven't heard a straight answer. Lee, you're not going to hear a straight answer like you didn't hear a straight answer about the blood clots. Six women died. Another guy's got it. They don't want you to know about the problems. I say this all the time. They made it up. You tested Viagra for 10 years. Viagra, which keeps Washington wives happy. You tested it for 10 years. This thing, you're, you're just going to push it out for 10 minutes, and then you want me to put it in my body, and I have no right to refuse, or if I do refuse, it's real simple. You don't have to take it, but you can't go outside. you got to wear your mask if you don't take it. And you can't go on certain airplanes, and you can't travel about the country. And you're going to tell me this is my America? This whole thing is nothing but dog training. I'll tell you what, that's exactly what it is. And they only like loyal dogs, Lee. They don't like dogs that step out of line. I mean, this is now an America where if you're a good slave... You're going to go far. You follow all the rules by the overlords. Everything's going to be fine. I told you a long time ago when I got the show. I told you when I filled in for for Steve. I am a terrible slave. If you cannot convince me, if it doesn't make sense to me, then I'm not going to do it. Simple. And that goes for the other things. Can you imagine if we all thought like this? What do you mean you're going to take money out of my my check for, for Social Security? I don't want it. Give me the money. I don't want it. What about Medicare? I don't want Medicare. Give me the money. I don't want it. I don't want to pay for it either. Can you imagine if we thought like Americans? Then guess what? The Marxists that are pretending to be Democrats, they'd be zero of importance the way they should be. Instead, they're overlords, and they're telling us it's okay now to go outside with your pals. You want to get together with your mom? It's okay if you've both been vaccinated. What do we know about the vaccine? Not much, but Fauci says it's good, and so does Joe Biden. He doesn't know if his diaper's wet or if he's got to go outside. 
I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. During the last 20 years, as we see the assault on personal freedoms and liberty, American principles, and the Enlightenment itself, I always enjoy when somebody young understands the gravity of the situation and, and, and does something other than just runs to mommy and daddy and asks for more money. Billy Binion is an assistant editor at Reason. He's also a young man who understands the importance of what the fight is, the fact that our liberties are being stolen. Billy, how are you? Thank you for joining me. I'm well. Thanks for having me. So I had you on. Um, I read your article, Government Loves Loves to Grab New Powers in the Name of Your Safety. And I uh, I wanted to talk to you about the fact, what is, in my opinion, there should be a concerted effort to push back against what I think are many, many unconstitutional fiats and, and rules. And even in some cases, they use the word law. But I'm under the impression if a law infringes upon my unalienable rights, it's an unconstitutional and unjust law. When you live in a year where you feel like the government has abused every citizen, even the ones that they that agree with them, are you shocked that you're not seeing a bigger pushback? You know, it's interesting. So I'm actually located in California. That's where I work at Reason Magazine. That's where our headquarters are. And it's interesting. I do believe, at least in, in an area of the country like this, it is becoming at least slightly less partisan because at the end of the day, like you just said, this year has been just kind of stunningly repressive in a lot of ways. And if you lived in California, you know, you lived through a curfew November through January. You lived through them shutting down outdoor dining, despite all the scientific evidence saying that, you know, that was not only unnecessary, but potentially harmful because it would incentivize people instead to meet indoors. Um, so I do think, I mean, sure, would it be nice to have more pushback? But I think it is becoming less and less partisan to say, OK, we should be able to make our own choices, especially now that we've been vaccinated. You know, I'm sure your listeners might remember this started with two weeks to stem the spread. Then it was until a vaccine. And now we've somehow gotten to the point where it's even after a vaccine. Um, we still need to be cautious and we still can't have those, you know, barbecues more than six people, according to Joe Biden, on the 4th of July. You know, I, I think most people, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, are willing to say, OK, that's stupid. If I'm vaccinated, I can start living my life again. At least my more left-leaning friends in the California area are, are thinking that way. Whether or not they're loud about it um, is a different question. But I think most people would say, common sense-wise, this doesn't really add up anymore. And Billy, you know what, uh, what bothers me is that I've watched the word science be bastardized and used as a baton in face of its own results. And um, we have an example of a year of this. And states that were, that, that, governed with more freedom of the citizen and less restrictions, had better data. I live in one part-time Florida. I watch, I have numerous business friends there that didn't go out of business. As I broadcast from Illinois tonight, I have more friends that went out of business. 
in the face of the actual data, it seems that we are living in a time when government, regardless of party, refuses to learn from fact. They just like interpreting their own reality. And um, I'm wondering in California, I love California. I went out there when I was a young man and fell in love with it. I always thought that the old-fashioned liberal would actually save the day by demanding a recognition of Americanism. Am I optimistic? Can I still be optimistic? Or, or um, do you see them demanding results, aside from just moving? Because you have to admit, you guys, as much as Illinois, you've lost a tremendous amount of citizens. Sure. I actually think it's a really interesting question. People forget that California was not always this like solid, deep blue state. Um, they went for Reagan. Um, and, you know, even in our... Um, initiatives, you know, when everyone goes to the ballot box on election day, of course you vote for president, but you also vote for, you know, those local referendums or whatever. We came out with a lot of what I would call very libertarian results. You know, the voters rejected the the contractor law that would have made all the Uber people full-time employees, which have totally devastated those businesses, um, as well as caused mass layoffs among Uber drivers. Um, they said no to increased property taxes for commercial buildings, which I also very much felt like was the right decision, but not the decision I expected to come out of California. So I think there's a really interesting dichotomy here because people kind of do fall into these partisan boxes. Like you said, not just Democrats, but Republicans, too. You know, everyone just kind of feels like you know, I feel like partisanship has broken everyone's brains in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you kind of divorce politics from the question and just make it purely a policy standpoint, people often come out with really interesting results. Um, And I think that's just kind of a commentary on like where we are as a society with just, you know, everyone kind of falling in line with their color of choice, red or blue. You know, there's not a whole lot of bucking those trends, which is unfortunate, but there are some encouraging signs, I think. So as I read your article, and it, it, it touches upon a few of these things, whether it's gun violence, whether it's COVID, whatever the emergency is, government takes the opportunity. As you know, our very own Rahm Emanuel was famous for never letting a crisis go by to expand their power over the citizens. And it's worked. This is something that they've been doing for, you know, a couple hundred years, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. As you stand on what appears to be the next, the next baton against us will be the environment. Are you expecting the reality of the failure of predictions? You know, I always say 70 years. I was a kid in the 70s. Back then they said it was going to freeze. Then it was going to get hot. 70 years of predictions, 70 years of the sky is falling, and 70 years they're wrong. Now we stand at a point where they can literally forever change the trajectory through both debt and abuse of power by government in the name of the environment do you think, now you, you're in the hub of it in California, are enough people disgusted with the failures of both the drought and the, and the chaos that, that, that much of this movement has caused to push back? You know, no. And I think a lot of the reason being that environmentalism is kind of trendy, if that makes sense. Like every issue kind of has a brand. Like trade is very technical. Immigration is humanitarian. Um, and then when it comes to environmentalism, it's kind of like hipstery and trendy. I mean, like people are fine with those paper straws, which just kind of kill me because not only are they a Band-Aid that, you know, have no impact on actually the environment. They're just a pain because they disintegrate in your mouth. Um, but I think one of the most worrisome things, you know, not just for environmentalism, but for all these issues, is that when you give the federal government or I suppose any state government as well, 
when you give any of them extra powers, it's very hard to take those powers away. So we see the federal government specifically continue to bloat but no one actually like pops that bubble. Right. So, you know, Republicans have done that with war. Uh, Democrats have done that with various fiscal issues. Republicans are also now kind of abandoning their fiscal conservatism. And, you know, to the point of never letting crisis go to waste, you know, 9-11, our government has never been the same since then. Coronavirus, I don't think it will be the same ever again. You know, so I think one of the things that we have to look out for is, you know, in these big crisis moments, unfortunately, we have to kind of grapple with this idea that whatever powers we do give the executive, give Congress, we're probably not going to get them back. And it also goes to your local arena. And I was reading the article on the cops that seize the bike and arrest one teen over traffic violations on his bicycle. Now, prior in the first hour of my show, I just read an article where a... um, A gangbanger felt threatened by people, shot into a car, fled police, and in a plea deal, they dropped the charges. So in one state, Illinois, the sewer of corruption, we are dropping charges of of a gangbanger shooting bullets into a car where two people are. And in another state, New Jersey, we're arresting kids on bikes for um, traffic violation. Now, I saw this story a a week ago. Tell me, um, how did it end up? Yeah, so the, the backdrop of the story is essentially it was a group of kids on their bikes and they were flouting traffic law. There were the, the officers in the video, which is actually a long video. It's not cut out of context. You can find the full video on YouTube. Um, they were told, I guess, to ride their bikes on the sidewalk. I don't know specifically what the traffic laws are in this town in New Jersey. It's called Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Usually that's not what you're supposed to do if anyone who's been a bicyclist knows that you're technically a vehicle and are supposed to be in the street. Um, however, they are reprimanded for not walking on the sidewalk, pulled over by these cops, who then noted that their bikes were not registered with the state, which Perth Amboy, New Jersey, requires that they do, which is just absurd. Uh, and so they arrested one teen and seized all of their bikes. They eventually, eventually, pardon, gave the bikes back but only after having to go to the station and having the arresting officer threatened to keep them over the fact that they did not have the bikes registered. And so under this law, you know, it's ostensibly to help you, right, in case your bike gets stolen. But it's really just another tool the police can use against you to wield power over you. And this is something I write a lot about, this idea of overcriminalization. You know, Every time you get behind the wheel of a car, you essentially give the police probable cause to pull you over. We have a lot of dumb laws the police are required to enforce. And I'm not, this is not a commentary on police. I don't think police are bad people. But I do think that all police officers are required to enforce dumb laws. And that is at the root of a lot of these problematic confrontations we see with law enforcement. You know, Eric Garner, probably the most publicized victim of police brutality, who died in New York City, the original arrest was over him selling loose Cigarette. cigarettes, yeah, which cigarette. why that is a compelling state interest is just so beyond me. Um, you mentioned the, the gang, the gang bang example. I think it's important in these debates to certainly have nuance. You know, progressive prosecutors are certainly swinging too far in the other direction. We need to roll back stupid laws that are victimless. We should not stop prosecuting people for, you know, hurting others or even property crimes. You know, like in California, there's a big push to roll back property crime laws. Property crimes to me are not victimless. If someone breaks into my car, they're a danger. Um, And so I think, you know, should we legalize drugs? 
my view is yes, because that is a victimless crime. Uh, do I want to legalize someone smashing my car window? No. Yeah. Well, I uh, my view my view it's funny. My view on drugs is 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 not that. My view on drugs is if you pretend you have a prohibition on it, all you do is create a black market. And we're living in the reality. I could tell you right now, there's not a drug you cannot buy in Chicago. The difference is who who does it enrich when you buy them? And you know, That's even exactly, even exactly right. Even though you you know we come even if there's some nuance to the different positions of what you know who should do it should you have the freedom to do it all of that the reality is at some point to me people in this country have to come to a reality of exactly what the failures are and what the solutions are um i found right. it interesting i'm going to let you go i know you got to go but in your in your article i found it interesting how you mentioned the border failure and how it was touted under um, Trump's presidency, and he was the worst person in the world, yet under Biden's, it's actually gotten worse in these cages and all this, and it doesn't go promoted. And I'm wondering, the last question I have for you, is the media the biggest obstacle in people who may perceive themselves as different political philosophy from coming together when the media is clearly so biased? Well, I think the media operates under a business model, right? And so I think that People certainly have the right to share their opinions. I work for a magazine, and magazines are traditionally all opinion. Um, I think the problem is when you have kind of these news sources that are claiming to be standard bearers of truth um, that are kind of manipulating the story. The, the most important role of the media is not necessarily to be unbiased, but it is to hold power to account, right? So there are certain transgressions that all of us kind of agree as a society are gross. They're bad. And when the state does them, we should call them on it. The example, I guess, most famously being Trump separating children at the border, overwhelmingly an unpopular policy. And the media in general helped right that wrong in publicizing it. But for some reason, we're not seeing that same, you know, that same kind of energy around a lot of the stuff that Biden is doing. Yeah. I mean, yes, he has stopped the zero tolerance approach, which was already, you know, had its teeth cut out from under, under Trump. Um, thanks to a 2018 court injunction. But he is still separating some families. His asylum system has been terrible. It's been more restrictive than Trump in some ways. Yes, he ended Remain in Mexico, but is instead throwing a lot of people that try to seek asylum out back into Mexico without a court date at all, which is not an improvement. Um, so, yeah, I think these certainly should, uh, these issues should be getting more attention and they can really galvanize people because I do think there are certain things we can all agree on. I think most people, polls show, want a humane immigration system. Um, but they can't really know what they're fighting against if they don't know the information. Billy Binion, he is the assistant editor at Reason.com. You can find his stuff there. Thank you so much for joining me, Billy. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll talk again in the future. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool and you're part of the team. <laughs> Put a Cortez drop-off a tape. What the hell is that? Fully open Texas and Florida reporting fewer COVID cases than Democrat-led Michigan, Pennsylvania, Illinois, New York. In the light of reality, it still appears that we are not going to accept it and that this country is going to be run, unfortunately, by ideology other than principles. And it's at every turn. Every turn, it's at every headline. Michigan mask mandate now applies to children Ages 2 to 4, a new Michigan mask mandate applying to children ages 2 to 4 went into effect Monday, requiring them to wear masks in all 
public places, including schools, child care centers and camps. That's why I, I often like to talk to people I, I maybe not agree with on everything, but live in totalitarian states. And I try to see if there's hope that there will be pushback. I'm not convinced there is. I think there's hope that there are certain states that refuse to capitulate. And that's how you have a cold civil war taking hold and you see the destruction of a nation's future. And that's unfortunately the position we're in, in my opinion. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. Um, you know, I lived in Manhattan for three years. I lived in Los Angeles for 23 years. The culture in L.A. is completely different. I mean, I would have gone back to New York in a heartbeat, but I had a good job in L.A., so I stayed. Uh, the people in L.A. are very transparent about the importance of materialistic things, and they are followers. followers but isn't of it what funny they think will- that they subscribe to philosophies that actually mm-hmm. destroy personal things? Yes, exactly. But that's it. But the whole thing is, is that they're followers of what they think will get them accepted into whatever political group they will be accepted. Well, here's that's something. Think. Here's why I see hope, and here's why I like to talk to someone. Newsom recall official officially triggered as verified signatures um, meet the th- the threshold. So this is good news, right? They're going to officially um, recall Newsom, and now yes. Uh, um, Bruce Jenner looks like he is the conservative solution, and you know he must be a threat because now they're calling him Jenner in all of the L.A. paper. I don't know if you've been watching. They don't, they don't call yes. him Caitlyn anymore. They call him Jenner. Yep. So see? Yes. And uh, it's a sign of the times that, okay, maybe they've had enough abuse when you can see a fraud like Newsom recall, recalled. It's also a sign of the times when the best hope for a Republican to win is a man in a skirt. So there you go, hoisted by her own petard. Thank you so much, Teresa. I enjoy it. Um, I know I talk about it a lot. But to me, the year that will go down in the history as we are are examined, as the history of the the collapse of the American empire is examined 100 years from now, it will boil down to smart people realizing it was the year 2020. It was the year 2020 when the citizens of the country in hopes to be told everything was going to be okay by people who are clueless, they willfully placed themselves under, under house arrest and gave away the freedoms that the country um, promises you. Not even Tony Fauci still pretends that masks are medically necessary. Instead, masks are purely a sign of political obedience, like Kim Il-sung pins in Pyongyang. We wear them because we have to. The only people who wear masks voluntarily outside are zealots and neurotics. How neurotic are they? Well, we know. A Pew survey from last March found that 64% of white Americans who classify themselves as liberal or very liberal have been diagnosed with an actual mental health condition. And you see them everywhere when you walk down the street in any major city. If you dare to go on foot from Union Station to the Capitol, for example, in Washington without wearing a mask, Angry Biden voters will snort at you in judgment. How could you, they're saying from behind the gauze. How could you? That's the question we should be asking of them in return. The rest of us should be snorting at them first. They're the aggressors. It's our job to brush them back and restore the society we were born in. And that's exactly right. It's time to start talking back. It's time to stop being cordial and stop being polite. To people who are really just mini-fascists, 
in their own little miserable world who finally, for the first time in their existence, feel like they're doing something good. When the reality is what they're doing is destroying a nation that was good, that accepted the freedoms of other people. I'm sorry, this is the month. This is the month. It's all over with. It doesn't matter what Biden says. It doesn't matter what Fauci says. It doesn't matter what some screaming, emotional wreck that runs the CDC says. It matters what your freedoms are. This is the time right now. No more. No more with this nonsense. No more with this BS. And by the way, I'm not going on a list either. Don't worry, I'll get the, I'll get the pass, but I'm not going on a list. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. <laughs> You know what happens? You become friends with your audience over time. It, it, it becomes like uh, like me and Johnny Rocket, Misty Kelly, and sometimes I don't even have to call them. They just get me. They know what I'm thinking. Apparently, it must have happened with Jeff because he's going to lead me into my next segment. Jeff in St. Charles. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good, good, good. How are you? I'm I'm hanging out and plugging away in a nice day, buddy. All right. Um, what do you got for me? Hey, Come on. I gave, you know, I gave you a good tease. Don't let me know. Okay, well here's here's the thing, buddy. I'm getting tired of the Trumpies, and I'm one of them. But I don't I don't I don't go by the way they do things. But the Trumpies won't let it go. They just refuse to do, you know, back somebody else. Trump isn't going to be around in 2024. We need to focus on 2022, and then get somebody halfway decent run in 2024. Trump is done. Jeff, I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm going to answer you. I'm going to answer you. And I I, listen, I understand the point, but you may not like the answer. And I'm going to do it anyway. And you keep it in good spirit. It's a difference between losing and being cheated. That's a difference. There's a many, many of us. And I, I fully will. I will go to my grave and recognize that this was a cheat wasn't a win. So now you've got that going on, right? And then you've got the other side going on. And here's the part, Jeff, where I want to talk to you a little bit. Liz Cheney doesn't rule out a presidential bid. You see, Jeff, if my alternative to this 80-year-old dimwit is this 50-year-old dimwit, this American oligarch, then you could have her. You could have her. You could have Biden. And by the way, if I have to participate in this BS, this fraud of an electoral system, where politicians are literally pressing for it to be easier to fraud and easier to cheat, and you're not going to make any advances, any auditable advances where we can audit the vote. I want to know who they were, do they live there, and are they alive? You see, most people are unaware of the technology and the advancements we've made. Trillions upon trillions of dollars are traded instantly. Every trade, every dollar, fungible, everyone tracked right back to the account of the owners. You could vote like that. Fingerprints, people are alive and they're breathing, and they could audit it. Until you do that, all you're going to see are these, these oligarchs, these American frauds, like the Cheneys. And by the way, when the Democrats called her father a corrupt, power-hungry scumbag who was enriching himself and his friends, they were right. That's exactly what the Cheneys are. Exactly. And the idea that this fraud of a woman 
who'd never, ever lived in Wyoming. She's from Virginia. That's where this little trust fund baby was born. She doesn't know anything other than the fact her father's got millions of acres there that he bought with money he made through prostituting politics and his influence. And now the best, the best bet for a Republican counterpart is this fraud of a woman, this dimwit, who, by the way, I'm not exactly against the mask when it comes to Liz Cheney and the rest of her ilk. So you could take her and you could take the other Republicans. Jeff, I don't mean this to you. I'm sure you're a wonderful guy. But the people that would have me vote for these Republican oligarchs, you could shove it because I'm never going to vote for them. You understand? I'm never going to waste my time. I may not waste my time if the candidate is good. If the Republicans can insist upon a system of voting that is secure, is auditable, and I can have faith in. Because I don't have it in this one. And if 81 million Americans voted for this feeble fascist pig in the White House, then you could have him and all the rest of it that goes with him. Okay? That's just how it goes. So the alternative better be something better than we got to get behind Republicans because you could take the Liz Cheney and the Adam Kinzingers and that other dimwit Marco Rubio and the Bushes and whatever Bush pops up next and you could shove them because that's not my team either. So let's get things real, real clear here because the other thing is they're behind all this corruption in this system. This is how Dick Cheney made his first million dollars. He didn't make it in the real world like a man. He made it through the political prostitution that Joe Biden and the Democrats represent. That's his wheelhouse. And his daughter, his daughter should be asking me if I want sugar in the latte or not. That's what she's qualified to do and nothing else. You wouldn't even know her name if she wasn't an American oligarch. So don't tell me that we got to get behind Republicans. You got the wrong guy. Because to me, they're just better dressed political whores than the Democrats with no necks like Pritzker. And that's just the fact. I'll take your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. So see, I don't have the customary reaction to the Republicans that most people kind of look for in a, uh, in a non-Marxist radio host. I don't. I see the Republicans as a big part of the problem. I really, really do. And I think that they've used our, our patriotism to blindfold us to what they are. I think it's painfully obvious. And it saddens me. Not because I, I, I am left with just the choices, but it saddens me because the, the bulk of Americans are very, very comfortable in having the Marxists pretending to be Democrats, rather than recognizing the fact that the real Democrats in the race are the Republicans. So those are our choices. We have, we have the, the corporatist quasi-socialists called Republicans, and we've got the absolute totalitarian Marxists. And um, MSNBC, CNN, and, the, and I blame them because they, they put lipstick on that pig and they sell it every day. That's what, that's what our media does. They're propagandists. They're Pravda. So one of them is, uh, is Joe Scarborough. And his wife, who I believe he left his original wife for, who might have been his second wife, Mika Brzezinski. Man, oh man, I, I, I tell you what, that house can't be big enough to get away from her. But um, they had Mike Barnacle on, who's a real winner, MSNBC, part of the commissar fraud that he is. And he's taking glee in what he thinks and he perceives as the end of the Republican Party. But don't get 
This doesn't mean anything. They've been saying it. They said it was the end of the Democrats when Reagan won. They said it was the end of the Republicans when Clinton went. This is what they do because they have nothing to talk about. They just recycle old hags, kind of like Joe Scarborough does and calls them new wives. What we've just been talking about is truly fascinating. We do three hours a day of live TV here each week. That's 15 hours a week. We could spend all 15 hours trying to answer the question that we've been circling around here for the past five or six minutes. Are we witnessing the death rattle of a mm. once great political party, the Republican Party? So you know what um, Mike Barnacle doesn't understand? is we've witnessed the death of a political party called the Democrats. You are now fascistic, Marxist scum. Every single one of you. And that's why the hubs that you rule over are corrupt bastions of ghetto. That's all it is. And you're content with that. So when you have this 80-year-old political whore come out and pretend to be Mussolini, compassionate version... You're okay with it. When you see him come out and say, we are going to unilaterally raise taxes on people making money on investments on minimum wage, we are going to spend in this mystical, magical unicorn of energy, green energy and infrastructure, you step and fetch, Mike Barnacle. And so do the rest of the loyal slaves, hoping to get crumbs, because you're not Democrats anymore. The Democrats are the Republicans. Can you see that? And that's why they run under the the Liz Cheney's and the next Bush and whatever other oligarch is going to pretend to be opposition to the fascists. Bob in Park Ridge. Yep. Hello. Hello. Yeah. uh, It's it's all about money. Clinton and and, uh, Herbert Walker Bush uh, had a deal. Uh, from one of my short tail relatives, uh, it's the largest perfume company in the world. They, they gave uh, those guys $260 million to develop uh, a product in, uh, in Haiti. They never saw the money. Bob, you know? did, you ever, did, you ever, did you ever hear the story about how Bush made his money? You know, Bush, the story about old man Bush was that he was a, apparently he was a real oil wrangler. And he went down from Kenny yep. Bunkport and he became a Texan. And overnight... Overnight, he just bought an oil company and no one said a word. Well, gee, what was the oil company? How much money did the oil company make? And what did you do before that? So he went from the CIA to just a millionaire overnight. And how do you do it? Oil. Okay, no questions asked. They've been crooks and frauds since Prescott Bush was the money laundering for the Nazis. That's what they are. That's how they make their money. They don't make it like us. It's not an honest bone in a Bush's body. Sorry, it's just the fact. Are they the answer to the Democrats, the Bushes? Are they going to be, are they really going to be our answer? Please clap. I don't think so, Jeb. I don't think so, Jeb. You and your moron kids and everybody else you want to bring up from the ranks. American oligarchs can kiss. Hi, Robert Bloomingdale. How are you? Hey, Sean, you keep up the good work. How are you doing today? Wonderful. I'm having a good time. How about you? I was about to say, did you happen to know that you and the listeners, that uh, Cheney made his money through Halliburton, oh. and which was at one time the Brown and Root Construction Company, did, did, which did, also did, financed LBJ? Did I just get here from Haiti? Of course I knew that. He went yeah, in no, and no, out. I was just saying. He went in and out, just like Rumsfeld. They go in and out of government, the revolving door to, co- to companies that have contracts with the, the greatest scam in history, military spending. And yep. next thing you know, they're all billionaires. 
So the problem is we let them hide with us. We let them hide with us the same way we let lobbyists like Roger Sohn and Paul Manafort hide with us. See, they're scumbags, too. They're not like us. They're not capitalists. They're not Americans. They're the political pimps and whores of a system that's overthrown the citizen. So they're not like us. Don't let them come in and say, oh, I'm a capitalist. No, you're not. You're a scumbag. Oh, I'm a Republican. Well, if you are, I'm not. How's that for an answer? If that's what a Republican is, count me out. I don't want to be in. Jamie, Crown Point. Hey, how you doing? Good. I got about a minute, buddy. Okay. Hey, love your show. Thank you, brother. Anyway, hey, I'm from South Chicago, but I moved to California yeah, about 20 years ago. Good. I love it. It's It's awesome, but... Politically, it sucks, Yeah, which is why we're getting rid of Gavin Newsom. Jamie, so I hope happens. you do, because I'm going to tell you something, Jamie, and you know this because you know it, it, it is a beautiful state that, had the, that one, once was the fourth largest economy in the world, has the potential yes. to be anything. All you got to do is get the morons out of the way. But, Jamie, you went from Illinois to California, and that's the only way you could think it, it's a winner because you were really used to being abused here. I hope you do well. Thank you, Jamie, for calling the show. I am sorry. I am against the clock. Um, do we? How much time I got? I got about 20 seconds. I hate to leave a woman with two names on the line. Angela Marie, you got 15 seconds. Okay, first you're going to be the greatest grandpa homeschooling ever. Oh, thank I support you. you. Thank you. My rebuttal is to Jeff, the Republican. Stated that uh, we got to get somebody halfway decent. Oh my God, I woke up more than I'm awake already. Thank you, halfway Angela. Decent. Angela Marie, you got to call tomorrow. I got the end of the show. I got the music. This is the fastest two hours. I'm having a good time. You know, tomorrow we got an extra thirty minutes because of diapers. Biden, he's got the speech. I got thirty minutes extra tomorrow. I'll be back. Don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.